and welcome to Ask Me About K-Pop, the essential guide for recent converts and seasoned fans alike. My name is Shannon. And I'm Angelica. And welcome to the show. Today we have another producer spotlight for you. Yes, this our first one, I believe, was with Kinsey. We followed that up with Black Eyed Peel Song. And today we are going to talk about another heavy hitter, especially when it comes to a particular company and some specific groups. And this is none other than Bumzu. Um, yeah, so we usually talk at the beginning of any kind of deep dive about where we're coming from when mm-hmm. looking into this artist. And this is a person whose name I definitely know um, as a person who... Uh, is like a major songwriter and producer. Yes, of groups that I listen to. So like his name has come up a bunch when we've done like deep dives or song. Mm-hmm. Like when we look into writing credits of stuff, he has, he's a name who comes up. And I said specifically in our b-side episode this year that the newest b-side that i chose just sounded quote like a bumzu song yeah and he feels like somebody who makes like very k-poppy k-pop that has a like specific sound and it's not like as specific as like black eyed peel song where we were Mm. like these instruments these things like this is what they do i feel like bumzu sort of plays with genre a little bit more but Mm -hmm. there's like a very distinctively like k-pop sound about his music absolutely and i think for me like i i definitely knew who bumzu was because of 17 and his work with woozy and then i also knew because of having superstar pledis that Mm. he was a soloist in his own right because i have played several of his songs earned some stars (laughs) um and but that was kind of all i knew about him as a soloist but i think like in learning about him and in listening to like his wide discography not just from his own solo work but like of all of his songwriting credits which vastly outnumber like his own work um he seems to be a composer and producer that like really focuses on vocals yes and like because he is a singer himself and he's like done a lot of work as like a background vocalist and he also has a lot of experience as a vocal director so i feel like he's constantly thinking about voices as an instrument in and of themselves right And so he's like writing music that is going to highlight and use the vocals of a specific group in a very like intentional way. Right. Um, So I feel like as opposed to having like signature instruments or like a signature like concept or style, that's kind of his signature. Right. Like I'm going to write a song that is like incredible to sing. Sure. Um, And yeah. And I think I feel like he in the same way that we've talked before about like how everybody at JYP, especially the males, like sing like JYP, like mm-hmm. like Park Jin Young himself, because he's the director. And so and everybody ends up like yeah, emulating yeah, yeah. him. He's like, no, you have to pronounce it like this. Right. Yeah. So I feel like in the same way, like Bumzu is the Pledis voice. 100%. Like if you listen to newest and 17, like all of their vocalists have a similar singing style that I think he taught them. Like, I think, I think so he's the anchor in all yeah, of yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. Especially because we know that he is like, for 17 in particular, like he's been training. He has trained 17 since they were trainees. Like, okay. Yeah. He was, 
was their vocal director before they were 17. So like, that's where they learned how to sing. And then I think when you listen to newest, like, well, I think we said this in our deep dive too, of like, sometimes like Ren really sounds like Song Kwan or like right. sometimes like Becco really sounds like DK or whatever. Right. Like there's a very clear and distinct similarity in their voices. Yeah, so let's get into everything that we learned about Bumzu for this episode. Um, like we've done with the previous uh, producer deep dives, I made a very big spreadsheet of every credit that I could find so that we could kind of look at the big picture of it and see what the story is. And his story is definitely a little simpler than other people mm -hmm. because he is like he's a company writer and he yeah, writes yeah, yeah. for that company like for the past like five years so there's not a lot of variety in artists but there's a lot of music so much music um and yeah it's interesting because he has more of a career of his own like kenzie had none kenzie's not a singer yeah. and like black eyed peel song tried a few things before they got yeah. together but they're producers and like bumzu is a He's like just a more well-rounded performer, Absolutely. I guess. Yeah, and he's a performer <laughs> in his own right, which is different from the previous producers that we've that we've taken a look into. So a lot of information about Bumzu. Yes, and we did. I'll plug it now. But we also made a full Spotify playlist of every song from the spreadsheet that we could find on Spotify. And I'm glad that we made it because I feel like other like with the other producers people had already made those playlists, but mm. I did not see one on Spotify. So we made an all Bumsu <laughs> all the time Spotify playlist. Yeah, for it's you. mostly 17 and newest, <laughs> so it's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get to know this guy. So his birth name is Kie Bomju, and he was born November 8th, 1991. So he's a youngin to yep. me. One year younger than me. <laughs> he's seen, that's young to me, yeah. <laughs> especially for this career he's had. Like, totally. that's young to Absolutely. me. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he officially debuted on June 14th, 2011 with a single called Oh My Girl, but he made his, like, big debut on tv when he was a contestant on superstar k4 mm -hmm. in 2012 yes. he did not win that show so in gook won that show but he <laughs> but he was there and it like put him in the public eye and so he was able to release more music and then become the producer that he was after that show mm -hmm. and he is currently an employee of pledis entertainment yes he is. and you can follow him on instagram at bumzu 91 nice <laughs> some overall stats he has released 13 singles or mini albums and three osts as a solo artist he has 281 composition credits 259 lyric credits on melon and 59 of the songs are title tracks he sometimes writes under the names Beckham and New Soul, um, and he has some, a few frequent collaborators. Someone named Anchor, he has collaborated with 33 times. Park Gite, he has collaborated with 50 times. And then Beckel and Woozy have collaborated with Bunzu for over 40 and 70 times, respectively. Yeah, I think they I lost with count him on those, constantly. so I just did yeah, an yeah, estimation. Yeah, yeah <laughs> It's fair. more than 40 and more than 70, <laughs> but that's not an exact number. Yes. And I found this quote from him because unlike Kenzie he's not quite a recluse uh, so he has done a few interviews uh, with western media which was cool to find and when they asked him about k-pop's global appeal he said quote it's like asking why barbecue is so delicious I'm being told it's because there's meat I don't think we can define k-pop by just a few factors we just make music that moves the heart wow I love that that's a great description I also think that it's funny like we we don't usually typically describe 
producers because they're not on stage but he's an artist of his own so i think he should get a description i feel like he looks like so many people like mushed, mushed into, into one, one person him and woozy have like the exact same eyes yeah like one that's smaller than the other like same eyes mm-hmm. he has conkta's cheekbones mm-hmm. and key's eyebrows mm-hmm. and like he just like looks like yes. a bunch of different and from people. like certain angles sometimes he looks like hoshi to me yes. and like yeah yeah yeah. he like every photo i saw of him i was like you remind me of a different person yeah um but yeah it was funny big shout out to a user on tumblr whose username is bumsu is my everything (laughs) because that person had created a very very comprehensive timeline with many links um and that is where a lot of this information came from i fact-checked it don't worry i didn't like take the person's (laughs) word for it but they really helped a lot yeah shout out to them thank you shout out to them Uh, So let's get into his career um, and some highlights of his of his discography and timeline. Pre-debut, he was a child musician as well. He started playing the violin when he was very young. And his older brother was also into music production. But he wouldn't let him touch any of his stuff because Mm. it seems like there's a pretty big age difference between the two of them. Um, So Bumzu started working part-time and saving in order to buy his own music equipment. Um, He was an applied music major at Holwan University where he graduated. Um, And then he became, as like a teen teenager he became active in the underground music scene in Hongdae um, and where he wrote and created and released music under the name New Soul. N-U-S-O-U-L. Yes. Uh, And his first release was called Oh My Girl. It featured an artist named New Champ and it was released on June 14th, 2011. This song was written and produced by Bumju, like I said, under the name New Soul. It was hard to find a ton of information about the artist known as New Soul, <laughs> um, but Spotify listed the song under In Planet Music, which is an indie label in Korea. So I'm not sure if he was like a signed artist under them, but that is uh, who it seems released this first song. And the song itself is very, very simple. Like the production value is like, kind of low like this is definitely a could make it on your own in garage band kind of song mm-hmm. like it just has like a piano and a little like r&b beat um but it's like he he's singing really good in it yeah, and like great. you know it's a good start but the thing about the music video that i couldn't get over is that he has this really nasty little chin strap beard in the music video that's just like oh my gosh. To the and point, he doesn't look like himself at all oh, so maybe it's not even him like, that's what, what i started to wonder champ? because it's no because they show new champ in the video oh. when he raps it's a totally different guy interesting because he was like young he was like 20 when right? this came out so but and his, he looks so much old maybe it is just the chin strap that it might him. just be the beard or it's not him because i noticed we'll talk about it but the next two music videos that he released he like is barely in them mm. and i wonder if he was like self-conscious and trying maybe to do a more of a like singer yeah. thing i don't know but anyway whoever is pretending to see, be him if it isn't him in this music video has a really scraggly yucky little chin strap <laughs> beard that I thought was very silly um but that's his like debut as a singer yes 
And then a few months later on no- in November of the same year, 2011, he got his first mainstream writing credit at only 20 years old. Um, he wrote and produced a song called Don't Go for Jang Woo Hyuk's second EP. So Jang Woo Hyuk is a former member of HOT and JTL. So this was one of his like solo mm-hmm. projects from them. And the song was written, composed, and arranged by Bom Ju and someone named Ji Young. And uh, he was only 20 years old when he released yeah. this first mainstream writing song. Way to go. Mm-hmm. Good for him. No idea how he got that job, but he did. It was the, la- it was the launch of a very long-lasting career. Um, And then the next major moment in his career comes in the following year, August to November of 2012. He was on Superstar K season four. So this was the fourth season of an Mnet talent show series. The judges for this season were Lee Song-chol and Yoon Mirae as the returning judges, and then Sai as the new judge. Um, and this season apparently set uh, the record at the time for the most applicants. There were over 2 million people who tried out for this show, and they had the opportunity to send in uh, uh, virtual applications uh, uh, uh. as well so they could apply they could like audition by sending in a video uh he competed as his birth name kia bomju and he auditioned in person in seoul and made it all the way to the top 12 but he was eliminated in the first round of finalists after he covered girls generation by lee song chol one of the judges <laughs> So after Superstar K, he released three independent singles as New Soul until he signed with a company called PJR Entertainment, which is a cacao subsidiary, in 2013 and started promoting as Kie Bom Ju. Yes, so he has released music under three separate names. So we have put New Soul behind us and now we're entering the Kie Bom Ju era. One of the first things he did, uh, or one of the first like major highlights we have for this year, now that he's signed with PJR Entertainment, is that he has another credit. On June 13th of 2013, uh, Bumzu was responsible for the song Makeup and Tears on After School's sixth single album. This song was written and composed by Bamzu. It is a B-side off of the album, which peaked as a whole at number 11 on Gown. And this is his first credit with Pledis Entertainment after school was a Pledis girl group. Mm-hmm. Um, and I found a quote from him that's about the writing process of this song. He was like reflecting on it many years later. He said, quote, since this was the first one, I was literally sacrificing everything in my body to get it done and get it to that satisfactory level. So the lyrics talk about a breakup, right? I went around and wanted to get stories that happened from normal people. After you cry, your eyes are puffy, right? Sometimes you might freeze a spoon and put it on your eyes to reduce the swelling, that kind of stuff. I was calling all my friends and asking because since it's a girl group song and I'm a man, I didn't really have that perspective or an experience to look at where it could relate to a lot of people. I was just on my phone going through everyone in my contacts. I love that. I I thought that was such a fun, like, insight into his writing experience, especially because, like, after we 
attended that songwriting panel at mm. KCON and we listened to them talk about how they like try to sort of put themselves in the shoes of the artists they're writing with, right. of writing for, like whether it's Twice or Stray Kids or whatever, like mm-hmm. these artists have different styles and they're coming from different perspectives and you as the songwriter want to try to like give that artist a voice as opposed to like making them sing yeah, your yeah, messages yeah. and stuff. So I loved that like he, you know, just started calling all the women he knew. And we're what like, do you tell do us about your breakup? You're crying. <laughs> Love it. Uh, so then on June 20th of 2013, he released another single of his own and it is called Strange Ceiling and it features Mu Wong from the duo Bechiki. <laughs> Uh, so this song was released under the name Kiebomju, and he wrote the lyrics with Muong and Tak and uh, composed the song with Zerfi. Um, and it's mostly a piano-based like R&B song, but it's definitely a little funkier than the last one in the vocals and the instrumentation. Mm-hmm. And in the music video, Aaron from Newest is the star of the music video, and he lip-syncs through a bunch of it yeah. like he's the one singing, but Bumzu is also in the room. Mm-hmm. Like him, Aaron and this girl are wearing dress clothes in a bed, like yeah. under the covers and having a fight. And then like Bumzu's at the piano and there's another guy in the corner with the bass and it's like the band is in the room while yeah, they're yeah, having yeah. this weird little fight and it's pretty cute quirky and cute and fun it is a fun music video <laughs> i like it i like it and i i i have so many we're gonna get into it a little bit more like when he finally signs with pledis but i have so many questions about the way that he initially got involved with right. pledis because aaron is in this music video yeah and like why i don't know yeah <laughs> so some <laughs> lingering questions remain uh, a little while later, on September 27th of the same year, 2013, he, Kibam released his first mini album called Something Special. And the lead single was called Something Special and featured Doki or Dok 2. He wrote the lyrics for this song along with Team M49 and Doki, uh, and it, he also composed and arranged the song. Um, it's like very funky bass. I love yeah. this song. I think it's great. It's like this is a great good. song. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. It's like really fun. There's disco guitars, synth horns, like very nice growly vocals in the chorus, and just generally very fun. And in this one, Po from Block B is the star of the music video, and all of the girls in the music video are members of Hello Venus. So yeah, he's like pulling all of these people into his music videos. So he must just be like, I don't know. I think it's because he's like the same age maybe as so many of these idols that like maybe he was just on friendly terms with people and like getting into And at this point, I believe he is already working with Seventeen as vocal director. Mm. I don't have an exact start date on that, but we're going to, it comes up later in the timeline. Um, But but yeah, so maybe that's why he started to get in touch with all these people. I truly don't know. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I said, lingering questions <laughs> remain. <laughs> On October 20th of 2013, he had his very first mini concert and it was held at the Hongdae V Hall. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, he's he's doing it his thing as a solo artist yeah, and having live events and stuff. <laughs> 
Yeah. Under PJR Entertainment, he released two mini albums, including Something Special and one studio album. And PJR, I found, is connected to Lowen Entertainment. And Lowen Entertainment distributed 17's debut EP. So I think this is how Bamzu connected with the Pledis trainees to become their vocal coach before he was signed to Pledis. I Pledis think that himself. would make sense because I feel like I've read before. And it happens a lot that like 17's debut was like a do like sometimes yeah. two companies take responsibility mm-hmm. or like everyone puts money in for the debut. Like Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it can be like a partnership that dissolves later right. on or something. Um, but he stated himself that After School's Makeup and Tears was his first song, quote, after he joined Pledis. But I think that that was a misspeak and it means that that was the first thing he worked on for Pledis because according to multiple sources, he was under PJR until 2017. Mm. So I don't exactly know like how he got in touch with Pledis and started working for them. But we do know for sure he was signed under PJR until 2017. But we also know he started working with 17 as a vocal director while they were still trainees in 2013. So that's what we know. Okay. Makes sense. And that takes us to 2015. We're going to skip ahead a little. So May 29th, 2015, 17 releases their debut EP, 17 Carrot, with the title single, Adore You. This song, the lyrics were written by Wuzi Escoops and Yeon Donggun. It was composed and arranged by Wuzi Bamzu and Yeon Donggun. And it is the beginning of a trilogy about a boy meeting, falling in love, and then asking a girl out. So those three songs are Adore You, Manse, and Pretty You. The single peaked at 13 on the Billboard US World, and according to Bamzu, he said, As I composed the song, I thought that this would be the perfect debut single for a group. It helped me develop and refine my style. And on September 10th of that same year, Manse was released on their second EP, and the album went uh, to number one on Billboard US World. So this was the first, both of those songs, Adore You and Manse, are credited to Bamzu. So he produced both of those. Yeah. And weirdly enough, those are the only songs on those 17 albums that he had a hand in, whereas later we'll see all, all everything <laughs> in 17 albums goes through him. But like, at, like, it's fun that in these first two, he just contributed to, to the, like titles, the titles and then the yeah. titles were a big deal. So a fun one that I noticed and enjoyed is that on August 4th, 2015, he wrote uh, on Shiny's L fourth repack married to the music. He wrote the B side hold you, mm-hmm. which is a fun favorite shiny song. Um, he wrote the lyrics to this or the lyrics to this one are by Kim Dong Hyun and the music was a whole bunch of people. I'm going to read them, but hold on. D's yip Reeves, Romulus, McCullough, Kim Dong Hoon, Bumzu, the stereotypes. And that's everybody yes. because SM does writing camps yes where they get a whole bunch of producers together we learned about this from kenzie when she talked to natalie but like mm-hmm. they do they do these like big um songwriting songwriting camps, camps. That's what they and everybody mm-hmm. just writes a bunch of songs so the two uh sm credits that bumzu have are from these writing camps mm-hmm. and the stereotypes are involved in both of them 
and whatever. Anyway, here's a quote from him reflecting on this experience. And he said, I participated along with a producer named Dees in another SM writing camp. And he's one of my favorite senior youngs. When you listen to the song, it doesn't sound complex, but if you open up the actual files and you break it down, the vocal harmony techniques that are in there are extremely complex. There are two songs in my career that I have put the most effort into vocal production. One is Thank You, Evening by Evening by Newest, and then hold you in both of them i wanted to use their vocal harmonies almost as an instrument in the song composition instead of just harmony genius genius <laughs> because if you're gonna do that with any group shiny is the group to yeah. do it with and that quote like because he named this song as like one of the ones that he's put the most effort and i was like well that's gotta make it yeah. on the list boom done Okay, so then we're going to go into 2016 and we're going to give you a little bit more of like just a brief rundown of now what he's going to start working a lot. Yes. So 2016 <laughs> is where his producer career really takes off um, and he starts picking up more and more producer and composer work for other artists. So in February, he composes, produces and vocal directs the entire newest fourth mini album Q is... In March of 2016, he adopts the stage name Bumzu. In April, he does background vocals on the Block B album Blooming Period for multiple tracks. He composes and produces multiple tracks on Seventeen's debut studio album Love and Letter. He also provided background vocals and vocal direction for this album, which includes Aju Nice. So he is the writer and producer for Aju Nice. And uh, Pretty You off of this album hits a number 11 on the Gaon Singles chart, which was his highest charting credit so far in korea at least yeah yeah yeah. just for context because a lot of his like biggest like charting hits are 17 songs from the billboard world yeah but as far as korean charts go there's not as many and like Mm -hmm. but this was his highest so far at 11 and 17 took a little while to like make it to the top of the charts in korea um, but I did find a little quote about Aju Nice because that is like such an iconic of uh, 17 song. And apparently Bumzu locked himself in a room <laughs> for two days to write this song. And he started by just composing the music. So he didn't touch the lyrics at all. Two days just writing the music spoke to nobody but Woozy for 48 hours. <laughs> and he said, quote, once the lyric work started going, because after he finished, he like let himself out of the room and was like, OK, boys, let's write the lyrics. So he got together with Woozy and Coops. He says, Woozy, Coops, and I were all in a room and talking about how we wanted to incorporate nice as one of the key words. As Coops was the one who came up with the idea of Aju Nice, and from that, the lyrics just started coming together. And to this day, it's been decorating 17s encore stages. Decorating other stages. I love that phrasing. That's great. (laughs) I think it's so funny. Um, so then we're going to continue going through 2016 in September. He composes a B side for 2 PM's album gentleman's game. The song is called shall we, this is one of my favorite 2 PM albums. And therefore I had to mention it. Of course. Reflecting on this experience in 2022, he said, quote, it's still surreal that I got to do this growing up. 2 PM was a huge artist. And once my song became a number in their album, I was like, oh my God, my song is 
is in 2 p.m. This is album. so endearing. I'm dying. It gets better. <laughs> but the biggest thing was meeting 2 p.m. When I went to JYP Entertainment to vocal direct that song, I can't remember which exact member it was. It might have been Wu Young or Juno, but they really took good care of me. They would just buy me coffee, anything. I was a baby in the industry at the time. And for me to see them be so nice and be so caring toward all their staff, I was like, oh, that's how successful K-pop artists should be. They really felt like the model standard for me. So that's an experience that I will never forget. Oh, that's, oh, that's so heartwarming. I love that so much. I love that so much. I love that he loves 2PM. I love that 2PM was kind to him. I love all of this. Everything. Everything about it is perfect. And I'm sure he took those lessons back. And when he was training 17, he was like, this is how a real idol acts. You got to be <laughs> as classy as 2PM. They'll give you class. Oh, I love it. Love Love it. All right. So last highlight for 2016 in November, he forms Prism Filter Music Group, a music publishing and production company with two of his longtime collaborators, Anchor and Parkite, and another producer named Pop Time. And I saw some posts. This is just like a note from your beloved researcher. (laughs) I saw some posts that said that this company, this music group, wasn't founded until 2019. But according to the group's website, they celebrated their fourth anniversary in November of 2020. So I'm going with that. And I counted backwards and I said, well, if that's your fourth anniversary, then you must have started in 2016. Or 2019. But also... I feel like... No, they can't start in 2019 if they're celebrating their fourth anniversary in 2020. Right. Not. Oh, I was just looking at what was written here. But then I started thinking because we've noticed this before, like when Rain said it, like I've been here for 20 years and like, like, I feel like that Koreans with same with birthdays, they add years to anniversaries. But even then it would be 2017. Yeah. So either way, the 2019 thing can't be true. It It just can't be. So my (laughs) best guess is that it started in 2016. It could be wrong. But this is a production group that he still works with today. So this is he he started it at some point, continues to work with producers through this group. Works for me. Mm -hmm. And then I found a really cool list. Thanks to bumzooismyeverything.tumblr.com <laughs> of all of the background vocals he was he did this year because for whatever reason don't know why he was I guess it must have come from that songwriting camp or something mm-hmm. but he provided SM background vocals for many many different artists I one of these I have like have a lot to say about okay but... great I'm just gonna list them real quick okay. and then you can dive in okay, okay? all right so all of the background vocals Bumzu was featured on for SM in the year 2016. This is, I think, in chronological order. We have Temin. He has background vocals on uh, the Press It tracks Mystery Lover, Drip Drop, and One by One, for which he also provided vocal direction. He has background vocals on Taeyeon's song Hands On Me, which is from her album Why. Zumi uh, off the album What's Your Number, the title track What's Your Number. NCT Dream, the... Uh, Album is called The First. The song is called Dunk Shot. XOCBX, he provided background vocals for uh, Cherish and Hey Mama off their debut EP, Hey Mama. He also vocal directed the title track of Hey Mama. He provides background vocals and vocal direction for the SM station Henry So You track Run In. And he has 13. 
16 EXO songs from Exact for Life and Lotto that he provided background vocals for, including vocal direction for Lotto, Heaven, and Artificial Love. This is incredible. But the thing that I want to zero in on, because I... It has plagued us for years. And now, if this is the answer to the mystery, I don't know what I'm going to think. But we have always wondered who the fuck is singing in the background of Drip Drop. Like, what girl is that? Is it Bumzu pitched up to sound like a girl? Because those are the only background vocals or that chan chan, like the girl in the background. But what if it's him? What if it is him? Or like just singing in falsetto? Yes. Holy shit. I don't know. Maybe he's a vocal chameleon. Maybe. <laughs> but I saw that on the list and I was like, what? I was surprised that he provided background vocals for Taeon too. So like, yeah. and now I have to listen to that song. I and can wonder. hear it because Hands On Me has like such a like harmonic like chorus and it sounds like multiple people. And like now that I'm thinking about it, like, yeah, I hear a male voice. In the okay. Hands on me I was going to ask, like, like I sure. wonder if they're, if, if he's also sounds like a woman in that one. Um, but yeah, I just thought that was a wild list of credits. It is wild. SM stands had had to go on the of list. Of course. <laughs> so now we're going to get into 2017. Take it away. Um, he did a lot in 2017. It's a pretty big list on big chunk on the uh spreadsheet. Um, he did like just to list like he wrote a NCT 127 song on their Limitless album. He wrote Priston Wee Woo. One of my favorites ever. <laughs> um, and some other Priston songs at the beginning of the year. But then in August, he officially signed as an artist and producer with Pledis. Like he's officially on their mm-hmm. roster now. And in October of 2017, he had his first and only so far number one single in Korea. Nice. Because he produced all five tracks on the quote debut album of Newest W. Mm-hmm. The subunit of newest for when they were missing a member. Um, but the title track of that, Where You At, reached number one on the Gown singles chart. Where you at? So anyway, yeah, um, Where You At is a great song. And he also wrote uh, 17 Don't Want to Cry a few months before this. And like, I don't know, this feels very, this style of 2017 K-pop with these like really dramatic anti-choruses with mm-hmm. like all of this really interesting electronic sounds and yeah. stuff. And that like, bum, 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 is like in both, I think. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just had to note that because it was... It was the gown chart is really hard to get on top of. And so yeah. this was I had to and note that this was the one. As we noted in our newest deep dive, this was like a huge rejuvenating factor for newest like newest W like really brought a lot of attention to newest. Mm-hmm. So it's important that this credit goes to Bamsu. Mm hmm. And then in December of 2017, he had another solo concert and he had featured guests Reina and Han Donggun, who both had like collabi songs on his album that was released a few days later, his third mini album. Yes. And Reina is from After School and Orange Caramel. So this third mini album is called 27 and the main single is called I'm Good and it features rapper Shike. Oh, baby, I'm on a t- 
So he composed this song with Shike and Parkite. Um, and it has like the song itself has like those very like watery synths and a little bit more of like lo-fi vibes. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of auto-tune on the Shike parts that like really add to the vibes. And it has so many warped vocal samples, which is something I like associate with mm -hmm. Bumzu. Like a lot of my favorite yeah. of his songs really play with sounds in a very interesting way and are yeah, layered, like using those vocals wild. as an instrument. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the music video features Bumzu and Shike just like dancing around houses. And there's a girl like sweeping up her like cafe job. But the music video shot is mostly in portrait in the middle of the frame. Mm -hmm. And then on the side, there's two black boxes and it says in French, I'm fine and it's nothing on mm -hmm. the other side. So like, I don't know. It has a more like, there's an art, there's like an artsy yeah, yeah, yeah. indie hipster kind of vibe to this whole one. But I like this song too. Yes. And this song, so it, the song is about that serene feeling of being over an ex. Mm. So that's why it's like, I'm good. Like, I'm not worried about this anymore. Actually, I've made my peace with this. Um, and there are B-sides on this album that had some notable collaborations. Um, Becco has a lyric credit for the song How You Doin'. There are composition credits for Vernon and Joshua on the English version of his song Just. Oh, fun. They yeah. helped with the English. I know. Isn't that fun? <laughs> And then uh, Reina from After School features on one of the song on one of the B-sides from this album called Once. He overall released three singles from this album, including the title uh, or plus the title. He released the Korean version of Just Once featuring Reina and a song called Excel, A-C-C-E-L. Yeah, if you look this uh, up, if you look him up on Spotify or Melon or whatever, he released like five of the songs from this album with like a similar cover art as mm -hmm. like singles and then the whole album like came out as a yeah, different package. I believe that some of the songs, if I remember correctly, like kind of like how Adore You Pretty You Manse like told a story. I think that some of his songs did the same way. Um, yeah, it's an, this song, I'm Good, is an extension of Once Just and Excel, uh, which were, I guess, related in some way to this plot. Big storyline. Mm -hmm. So in February of 2018, on the 10th and the 11th, he had another solo concert. Um, and an interesting thing from 2018 is that in June 2018, he has a writing credit under the name Beckham, which means white bear. And Beck Ho's name from newest is white tiger. Mm. And the only times that he is credited as Beckham Beko is also on those songs, and he is credited as Beckham with double consonants. Oh, cute. I'm not sure if that me what that means or what the cute joke is there, or if it's just that it's double the syllables and the same name. Mm -hmm. But I was like, oh, cute friends. They have yeah, like fun. They have a little, little collab silly name collab together. Names. That's adorable. That's adorable. Um, so in June 2018, with these silly Beckham credits, he produced the second newest W album called Who You with Beko anchor Royal Dive and Park Guité. And the album's lead single was Deja Vu, which went all the way up to five on the singles chart. So nice. like most of his biggest Korean hits were newest W songs. I love that. 
Um, so on August 25th and 26th of 2018, he did a fun event. This was a collaboration concert with Reyna uh, from After School and Orange Caramel called Between Summer and Fall. So this was a joint concert of the cool. two of them. They did a couple cover stages. They did dance and sing to Catalina. Adorable. And they also sang Lee Hai's song Breathe, which is composed by Jong Hyun. Um, and he had guests. Beko came and sang the song Sara with him. And Vernon came and sang the song Rocket with him, which is a duo he does with Joshua. He had a couple 17s come in the audience. Uh, Mingyu, Songkwan, DK, and Joshua came one night. Vernon, Uzi, and Dino came another night. And on August 28th, Bamzu and Reina released a song called I Don't Miss You. <laughs> This song has lyrics by Woozy and it was composed by Woozy and Park Gite. So it actually doesn't have Bumzu's like hand in the background mm -hmm. of it, but was created for him and Reina by two of his most long-standing collaborators. Yeah, it's very interesting when I was looking at his like entire discography. There's only this song and one OST that has that he had nothing to mm -hmm. do with. Like every other song he put out by himself, like he had, he had a hand in, in it. Yeah. So the last note we have for 2018 comes in October, where he started Universe Factory with Woozy. And this is kind of their name for their production duo. It was originally housed in a building outside of Pletus, and it is mostly just the name for the two of them as a team. And they still produce music under this uh, Universe Factory. Universe Factory. Yeah. I love it. All right, so moving on to 2019, in January, he became a full member of the Korean Music Copyright Association alongside Woozy, and any copyright holder can join as a junior member, but to become a full member, you have to be promoted by the board of directors who choose only 25 junior members each year, and artists have to have been a junior member for three or more years to be able to, and have and have earned a certain amount of royalties each year to be like part of this group. But full membership gives artists right to vote in organizational meetings. Mm -hmm. So like, I don't so know, now they have a stuff. more say, a bigger say in how stuff happens in the copyright association. Um, so in January, after he did this, he also produced five of the tracks on 17's EP, You Make My Dawn. In April, did the whole newest uh, EP, Happily Ever After. Also in April, he did a little duo collab song with a singer named Percent, and the song is called Day Off. That's a fun little duet. And then in June, he composed and produced a Promise 9 B-side called Love Rum Pum Pum. Love it, rum wrote this song with Beko, Anchor, and Park Gite, and it is the only non-17 <laughs> or newest work he did this year besides the one song he released and this one Promise Nine song. Otherwise, only newest, only 17. But he still made like 40 songs because in September, 17 put out their album and Ode, and in October, newest put out The Table, and he had a credit on almost every, every song on track. all of those albums. Yeah, absolutely. 
so 2020, uh, starting the year off in February, he has a studio concert all by himself. Beko comes as a guest. Um, they did two cover stages together. They sang the song If We and they danced the song Love Me. Fun. Uh, and then in May, he gets back into newest and 17 production. So he composes and produces five songs off of newest's EP, The Nocturne. In June, he composes and produces the entire EP for 17, Hengere. And then in October, he composed and produced the entire EP for 17, Semicolon. And then lastly, in December, he composed and produced Abyss for BTS's Jin alongside RM and p Dog from Big Hit. So one of the only non pletus related works he did for 2020. Yes. When was that like, had the merger already started or was it like in talks? Because I was like, how did he get hooked up with Big oh, Hit? But like, maybe yeah, they, they were all already together. By maybe they were already. I think so. I don't remember when don't that remember happened either. now. But that sounds right to me. But it was interesting. And at this yeah. point, anything that isn't 17 just feels like such an outlier. Yeah. That you're like, what? Why did you do this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So moving on to 2021, there's a little bit more variety in, well, not really. There's a couple of things <laughs> in 2021. So in March. There's like two things. There's like two things. <laughs> One is that in March, he penned the title track for Rain's first album in four years, which was Why Don't We featuring Chunga. Uh, he wrote that song with Anchor and Enmore. And soloist Shannon oh. is also one of the writers on this song, which I thought was interesting. In April, we have a newest LP, Romanticized. June, 17 EP, Your Choice. October, 17 EP, Attica. Did all of those. And then, a fun one, in December, he composed and produced another song for Jin, and this one is called Super Tuna. And it's a kind of trot-esque song with like a very clubby beat and it's only one minute long it's very jokey and very silly and apparently Jin is super embarrassed by this song mm. and only made it to get close to Bumzu. <laughs> he said on an episode of nothing much prepared that quote it was a song that I made just to go hang out with young to go on a trip with Bumzu on a whim I wanted to be closer to him as a friend <laughs> it took 10 or 20 minutes to write that song 80% of the lyrics are just part of the conversation we had that day it didn't even take a day to record it probably took two hours <laughs> That's really funny. I wonder why he was so like, I must be friends with him. And then he like concocted this whole like, let's write a song together or whatever. Like, that's so funny. Well, I hope it worked. <laughs> All right. So just a couple of highlights from this uh, past year, 2022. In May, we get a 17 album, Face the Sun. And in July, a repack for Sector 17. He composed and produced the entirety of these releases. And then in October of 2022, he composed and produced the entire EP for Beko's solo, Absolute Zero. Yeah, and that like catches us up to today. I checked his Instagram yesterday and him and Beko posted a very vague video like two days ago that just like has some instrumental and seems to be like Ooh. kind of shaky, like vibey studio footage. So I don't know if him and Beko have something else planned. He also like posted on January 1st, like a screenshot of his computer folder. And there was like a folder that said 2023. And he was like, new year, Ooh. let's go. So he hasn't released anything so far this year, but I'm sure he's got plans. 
Yeah. That, <laughs> well, it will be interesting to see like who starts to take up a lot of his time now that newest has disbanded. Obviously he's still continuing to collaborate with Becco, but newest and 17 are like his two main clients. So right. obviously we're going to get a lot of music from 17 this year. I think that happens every year, but it'll be interesting to see like if he continues with just Becco, if he starts producing some other newest solos, if he starts picking up another group, we'll see. We'll see yeah. I was hoping it would, they would have released it already. Like if there had been an album preview for Busok Soon to see if he has any credits on mm. the Busok Soon uh, physical album, but they haven't released any of that yeah. info yet, but I wouldn't be surprised. Maybe he yeah. didn't write any of the original, Busuk Soon stuff, but he Which did was just one song. But he did do the eight solo, and he yes. did the Wanwu Mingyu song as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so and he wrote side possible. by side and bittersweet. So yeah, we'll never we don't we'll see we'll we'll, we'll be waiting see. with bated breath to see what uh, Bumzu gets up to this year. So just like we did with our other producer deep dives, we're just going to quickly run down their like highest charting hits. So Bumzu, like we mentioned earlier, only has one number one on the Korean charts. That is newest W's Where You At. That went to number one on Gaon. But he actually has two number ones in Japan because 17's Fallen Flower was a Japanese release and 24 Hours is also a Japanese release. And both of these composed, produced by Bumzu went to number one on the Oricon singles chart. So he has two international number ones, which yeah. is kind of fun. And a bunch of others, if you count the Billboard worlds, I just decided for uh, fairness sake to go off the gown chart sure. because of all of his um, solo releases mm-hmm. don't make it like outside yeah, yeah, yeah. of Korea. So I was like, what's the the playing field the level totally. playing field we can look at so i went with the gown singles chart which again i know is really hard to top but it doesn't take away from all of his genius no he's definitely <laughs> still produced incredible songs regardless of chart rankings um but his other top tens that made it into the gown chart we have newest w deja vu at number five newest w help me at number nine newest i'm in trouble at number six 17 left and right at number eight newest inside out also number eight 17's Rock With You, which was number six, Power of Love, which went all the way to number two, Hot, which hit number seven, and World, which went to number four. All great stuff. All good I mean, songs. yeah, I don't know. It was, he's just good. He's got, he's got his sound figured out mm-hmm. and he gets to work with really great people. And I don't know. I'm, I feel like there's still so, so, so much to come from oh, Bumzu yeah. because he's like so young. Oh, he's only like... A, 31 yeah 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 he's got to be like 31 or 32 and uh he is clearly somebody that builds very long-lasting relationships yes so he must be a very cool person to work with because the people that he's worked with and the people who like he's gone into business with like the people that are in his prison filter group like those are people like anchor and parkite he's been working with them his whole career yeah and then like Uzi and uh, Beko, like he's been working with them. He's been working with Uzi for like over 10 years yeah. now, like since Uzi was a ch- mm. literal child. <laughs> so like he clearly establishes really great relationships um, and that's very cool. So I think that he most, whether he... It seems like in the last few years, he's like definitely changed his... Like he doesn't really put 
a lot of concerted effort into releasing his own solo yeah, work. Yeah, he kind of hasn't really released music since 2017. Yeah. Like, it seems like once the production stuff started really kicking off, he just, like, put that all in the backseat. Yeah, so I don't even know if he really, like, cares about putting out his own music anymore or if he just really enjoys writing music for other people. But I think he has... And I hope I'm not jinxing anything, knock on wood. Um, but I think he has a very long lasting career yeah. ahead of him, um, especially since he is like a company man and yeah. he like works with Pledis and does like everything for them. So um, I think he's got a lot more to come. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to hearing it. Mm-hmm. Um, so to finish out our little talk about Bumzu, like we did for the other producers, we both picked a few of our favorite songs from their discography. Um, and this was very hard oh to God, do so hard because to after 2017, almost every single 17 song has his hand on it. So it's just all of the track. <laughs> like I just, the, that playlist is just full newest and 17 <laughs> albums like and then after 2018 like there's not even one track missing from the album like it's just the whole damn album yeah so it was very hard to choose so it was hard but i did find some choices okay great so my personal top five bumzu songs obviously starting with priston wee woo one of my favorite 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 girl group songs like of all time I love this song. <laughs> I love Wee Woo. Um, next, I chose Overcome by Newest because that is a song that I feel like I somehow missed when it came out. But then when we did our newest deep dive, I was like, this is the weirdest, yeah. best, most perfect K-pop song I've ever heard. And when they put their re-release needle and bubble out with the remastered version, Overcome was one of my like top listen to songs last year and so i could and i couldn't put it in my top title tracks yeah, because yeah, it yeah. was from years ago but i listened to it so many times and it felt new to me absolutely that whole ep q is, is so good it's i remember so when good. we did the newest deep dive and i had been like trying to keep track of the b-sides i liked by like harding them on spotify and then i lo- pulled up that album and i was like well this doesn't help because i hearted them all i hearted the whole album <laughs> Um, then I chose all love by 17 from semicolon. I believe that was one of my top songs of that year. Absolutely love it. Talk about weird bent vocal samples. Mm -hmm. Love that one. And then I obviously had to choose same night, same dream, same mind 17 vocal team. Incredible stuff. I loved that song so much and I know I gushed about it when it came out. And then my final fifth choice, just to choose an outlier, I chose Dugun Dugun by Promise Nine. It's one of their like earliest, if not their debut song. It might be their debut song, but I just love Promise Nine and they're really fun girl groupy girl group music. And this song Dugun Dugun is very like bouncy a pink anime opening like Mm -hmm. just super fun so i those are my five favorite very hard to choose but those are my five favorite bombs songs i love it very hard to choose and i i feel like my top five is not even like my most favorite they're just like (laughs) five that i decided to talk about today um so my first choice they are in no particular order is once by bombsu and reina i wanted to pick like an actual bombsu song because as we mentioned in the deep dive he does write really good music. I mm-hmm. mean, for other people, but for himself too, like all of his releases are either funky or groovy or just like great R&B. Um, and this song 
I think that the relationship he had with Reyna, whatever it was in their personal life, was great. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's so fun that they did, like, a concert together, and they, like, featured together, and they did, like, they released music together. They clearly were very good friends, mm-hmm. or I don't know what else may, they may have been. But this song is really nice, and I like their voices together. Agreed. Also, shout out to Orange Caramel, some of my faves. <laughs> um, my next pick is an older Seventeen song called Fallen for You. Uh, this is actually a song that is only sung by Joshua and Jonghan. And it mm. is just a it's like a very, very stripped down, like just their two voices and like an acoustic guitar and like very simple, like fallen lyrics of just like fallen for you. Um, and it's it's just really sweet and I love it. It's like one of the most I think it's one of his simpler compositions, mm-hmm. um, but it's just very pleasant. Um, I had a really hard time picking from the earlier 17 tracks that he penned oh, yeah. because their debut, their uh, first full length album, Love and Letter, is one of my absolute favorites of mm. theirs. Like, it's so good. And my favorite songs off of that album, Drift Away, Space, Hit Song, Monday to Saturday, those are like my favorite songs off that album. And he wrote all of them. Yeah. He wrote all of them. Yeah. And I was like, shit. I can't pick any of those because I cannot decide between my favorite babies. Yeah. But anyway, my next song that I chose is a more recent 17 B-side called If You Leave Me. I believe this is from the Sector 17 or maybe it's from Face the Sun. Um, but whatever. It's from one of their more more recent um, releases. And it's just a really like beautiful ballad. It's just it's gorgeous. Um, and it has kind of like a um, different vibe to the like title tracks that he's been producing for them lately. And I really, really enjoyed it. My last two, I went uh, with newest because I had to. Mm-hmm. Um, and my first choice is Call Me Back. Uh, this was a B-side off of, I think, The Table, if I remember correctly. Um, I could be wrong about that one. But it's just a, a great, great um, sort of like groovier song. Um, and then I also chose the title track, I'm in Trouble, because Ooh, that yeah. is probably my number one favorite newest song of all time I was so obsessed with that song when it came out um and yeah I was like well shit that's gotta be on there like if 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 I picked nothing else I had to pick I'm in trouble I had to great choices I truly think there are no No bad bad choices choices. no bad choices um because I except for back it up Honestly surprised Bumzu even had a hand in because he doesn't really do a lot of like hip hop stuff and back it up is like a super hip hop team hip hop team song. And yeah. I was like, really, Bumzu? Those are weirdly his some of his only holes in the 17 discography is like a couple of songs like chili. Like yeah. there's a couple of like hip hop team songs that he had nothing, nothing to, to do, do with. with. But then he did <laughs> produce back it up, and I was like, what? This one, whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. Bumsu is great. So we recommend those 10 songs and mm. honestly, all of them. Please check out the full Spotify playlist. Like it's truly so great. And you can definitely just like click through and listen to the non 17 newest songs as well. There's not as many. There's but, like, very few of them. <laughs> I don't know. I think that it's all great is the point. Um, so yeah, check out some Bumsu and let's all look forward to whatever bops he'll bring us next yeah there's sure to be a lot of them and with that we'll be right back with a random game 
All right, we are back. And this week, the random number generator gave us a girl group um, from just a couple of years ago that is unfortunately already disbanded. But they were called SIS, which stood for Serendipity in Stars. (laughs) And this was originally a six member girl group that debuted under double x entertainment which i have never heard of yes i've never heard of them either but they debuted on august 25th 2017 with a single album called i've got a feeling um many of the all the members of the group did originally participate in kbs's show the unit however only three of them passed the audition and none of them made it into the final group um but as a group together they released four single albums and five singles all together um they did lose two members in 2019 uh jason and dal decided to for personal reasons like either not renew their contract or take a hiatus so then the group continued as just four and then i think uh like in 2020 they lost another member and then continued as three and then in 2021 they quietly disbanded Meaning that the company like deleted Just some of their Instagrams their and like and they were opening their private stuff. In, they were opening personal Instagrams. Yeah. And, and so like, there was no statement made about an official disbandment, but it is thought that they were unofficially disbanded in 2021. Um, yeah. And so that's all that they did. The, one of the first members to leave Dal did get to do a solo debut at some point in the middle of this and released a song called sad love story. Um, but yeah, that's all they have is the five songs, but their most popular music video is their second single, which was called say yes. Uh, so if you'd like to watch that with us, just pull up S I S say yes on YouTube and press play when I say go. Three, two, one, go. Ooh, lovely vine house, chirping birds. That's so pretty. Looks like a fairy tale house. And this girl's like acknowledging the camera. Oh, different outfit as we walked inside the house. They all just crossed their legs to the beat. Along with that beat. Okay, I feel like these outfits don't really go with the vibe of the house because they're wearing like black and red and white, but like lace and... And this house is so nature, country house, pretty green and like, yeah, the red is really clashing. Mm -hmm. But they're just like being cute in the house and singing directly to the camera. (laughs) Three of them just like rose up out of the kitchen counter and it was kind of funny. Oh, Oh, no, the food's getting eaten and drunk by no one. She just like smashed a Rubik's Cube and it became M&M's. Okay, now we have like one set for dancing. Very like kind of typical, like cute, bouncy girl group moves. Very simple choreography. I am not happy with these outfits though. (laughs) Like you can't just put them all in black and white and red and expect it to go. Like the polka dots look so out of place. Well, these are cuter. Those are cute. They're all wearing the same 
a light blue sailor top and a little plaid skirt and white knee socks. Mm-hmm. So at least that's yeah, I like this blonde. That looks more bob. cohesive. Yeah, that blonde bob is good. All three of these girls are blonde. Now we're in like different parts of the house, I guess. We're just hanging out in these cute little outfits. Snuggling with stuffed animals. And there's like a folded note just like flying around. around. Yeah. Oh, now we're outside. Okay, doing the same choreo, but in the yard. That little pink haired one is really small. Whenever yeah. she gets in the middle, and like, look at how tiny she's completely she is. hidden back there. That blonde one that was just in the front looks like someone else. Mm. I can't place who it is, but like one of the Keplers or something. She like mm. looks very familiar to me. Oh, can we do some magic? Oh, oh, she made a flower up here. <laughs> oh, oh wow, a third outfit. Okay, we have matching skirts, but different like Polo polos. Which, why doesn't she have a collar? Everybody, oh no, she doesn't have one either. No, I don't like that. Give it to them all. Yeah. Yeah, they must have run out of Dickies. Not enough showed up in the Amazon box and they were like, shit. Should have gotten rid of it for all of them. Oh, oh, there's more. More magic. Oh, oh I thought wow. they were going to be playing a game. Wow. <laughs> Random close-up magic, and now everyone keep <laughs> acting happy. And we're gonna zoom in on the one. Oh, she got left behind. Okie dokie. There you go. Say yes by SIS. Well, there you go. There you go. Little baby girl group. Little baby girl group. I hope they've all found. New things, New things to do. To do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Weekly recommendation time. Is there anything that you'd like to recommend to the people besides all of this glorious bumzoo music that we talked about today? Hmm. Let me see. I haven't been keeping up with any sort of like new releases I me either think. i heard there's like a vix thing that we need to watch but mm-hmm. i haven't sat down to watch it okay. yet we did watch the new bbg song that came <gasps> Ooh, out yes. this morning and that's pretty fun that um, is very fun kind of a different style for bbg and this one it has like way more funky bass um and like big horns a big in horn it. like anti-chorus lots and lots of rapping mm-hmm. um but like the outfits in the music video are pretty incredible they look like very hot very cool they there's explode a whole... some people's heads there's a car yeah, on yeah, fire yeah. it's like got that quirky violent thing going on yeah yeah no it's a 
very like different concept from their kind of usual like fairiness, I think. Um, and like BBG has put out like, you know, like Bop Bop and Lemonade or Love Aid, whatever. Like they're mm. cutesier. And this one is definitely more like dangerous. Um, but, you know, they, they're still keeping the like signature quality in their voices yeah. and everything. Um, so it's very fun. There's even a moment where they do uh, suits Ooh, and they wear yeah, incredible suits. suits. Um, and the pieces of the choreography that we see in the music video look really fun. So I'm excited to see the whole choreography. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if I have anything else that I want to recommend, though, if only because, like I said, I have not been keeping up with things. That's fair. Do we have any Patreon recommendations? I'll check. Go ahead. I was just going to tell people to watch Cave of the Core. Oh, sure. Go right ahead. Um, I'll just recommend, just in case you haven't watched it yet, that the first three and the only free episodes of our first K-Pop The Cork series are out on YouTube now. Um, The fourth episode will only be available on Patreon, and I know everybody's like really itching for it because I did put a teaser for episode four at the end of episode three, like a good little marketer, and everybody's (laughs) very excited to see it, and you do got to see it. There's some wild stuff in the fourth episode, but it will only be available on Patreon, and it will be available on Friday because we post these things on Fridays, so I know you're antsy for it. But you got to wait till Friday (laughs) because I saw that a bunch of people joined Patreon this week. And I want to believe it's because they're looking for that K-pop The Cork episode. So I will deliver it. But this is a show that airs on Fridays. So, But anyway, the three free episodes are up on our YouTube channel now. I think they're a really good fun time. Everybody sent us so many different confessions and everybody in the discord has been talking about like i would have rated that differently like what is embarrassing to one person is not embarrassing to other people so like that's kind of fun to um get into and i don't know i worked real hard on them so you should watch k-pop the cork yeah it's a good time it's a good time and the fourth episode i'm like honestly a little bit afraid to watch it because (laughs) in re-watching these episodes especially the third one i was like oh wow i do not remember a lot of these confessions (laughs) so not only will I be hearing the confessions as if it was the first time but also I do not remember how I reacted to them so (laughs) we'll we'll all have a lot of fun watching that for the very first time (laughs) um yeah so that's it we do have a new k-pop the cork planned Our next series of K-Pop The Cork, we have already decided our topic. We are going to be asking you several questions about your bias. Everybody loves talking about their bias. Everybody cheer. (laughs) You will only have to pick one or you will have to pick only one. one. You must only pick one bias unless you like submitted the form multiple times and then we didn't know know. because uh, they're anonymous. Um, But anyway, you will be asked three questions about your bias and uh, be asked to submit your favorite photo of your bias because this time around you will still get four episodes. The first three episodes will be about those three questions and the last episode will be a Patreon only bias smasher pass (laughs) asterisk gender neutral. Uh, So send in your bias does not have to be boys. We will read out and react to your um, 
questionnaire answers like why you love them, why you hate them, what would you do on an afternoon with them if you had the day? And then we'll play Smash or Pass. Would we let them hit it? Uh (laughs) (laughs) But that one will not for free you that will have one to you pay have to be on our patreon to tour. possibly get your feelings hurt no no feelings hurt <laughs> all of this stuff is subjective we will certainly not be insulting <laughs> anyone's no, biases no way. i can promise you that we only do not respect people's young only respect yes. we might not be looking respectfully but we will be speaking <laughs> respectfully maybe maybe um okay so we don't have a submission deadline for you on that quite yet but just keep an eye out because we are going to be deciding that later today um so the submission form will be live very shortly keep your eyes peeled on our discord our instagram and our twitter for how to submit your answers for our next series of k-pop the cork coming soon coming soon and that is all that we have for you this week so if you would like to get in touch with us we can be found at amak pop pod on twitter and instagram amak pop pod at gmail.com for emails 181 amak pop 5 for texts or voicemails p.o box 26096 los angeles california 90026 for regular old snail mail uh you can go to linktree slash amak pop and get links to things like k-pop the cork submission forms youtube spotify join the discord any other important links that we'd need you to have are all in our link tree you can join our patreon at patreon.com slash amak pop pod and see that fourth and wildest episode of k-pop the cork along with uh audio content video content and all kinds of special bonuses for you our lovely paying patrons and those are all of the places Mm -hmm. we will be back next week with friggin one us (gasps) forgot how could you forget i Next didn't week's really forget but one us yeah we are going to see their concert this saturday at the pasadena civic uh auditorium if you guys are going to be there at their concert um Keep an eye out for us. We'd love to say hello. Um, If you have already seen one of their concert stops and you would like to tell us about it, please contact us through any of the places that Shannon just mentioned um, and give us your concert reactions and you may hear them on the episode. Uh, And then we're going to get our interview with them uh, this weekend as well. So we're so excited. We're going to have some video content coming out of that interview and we'll also have a whole episode dedicated just for them so stay tuned very very exciting things happening over here at amak productions yeah <laughs> so thank you for listening we will see you next week with one us love you goodbye bye bye jong you're our inspiration bye